listen to this message, you will be challenged and encouraged through God's Word. Here at Heartsease Family Life Church, it has always been our desire to see people's lives totally impacted and changed. His Word promises to accomplish that. For more information in regards to our church, you can call us at 225-274-1607 or visit us on the web at www.hflc.us. We look forward to hearing from you. Be blessed now as you listen to God's Word. Spirit and say, if that's the evidence of the Holy Spirit, I don't want that. Because their life ain't obedient. It's rebellious. It's judgmental. It's causing. But when we speak in tongues, we are being obedient to God's word because Ephesians 5 verse 8 says, do not be drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. I like that word, debauchery. The word debauchery is really sensual living is what that means. Living to your senses. And not the things that are not right in your life, okay? But instead it says, be filled with the Spirit. See, notice here, a lot of us think that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a suggestion or it's an option. If you want it, here it is. But what do we see from the Word of God? Paul is really commanding us that we need to be filled. He's not saying maybe, he said, be filled. Don't be filled, is what he's really saying, with the things of this world that won't satisfy. Here's what you need in your life. And when you get what you need in your life, you'll, you, you'll live in a life of obedience. You, you'll be following the Word of God for your life. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 18, Paul says these words. He says, I thank God I speak with tongues more than you all. Why was he saying that? He's not bragging about it. He's not saying, look at me, I'm Mr. Tongue Man. But what he's saying for every one of us is this. He's saying the commitment that I have made to having the Holy Spirit in my life is so important. It's, it's something that's so important to me because I want to walk in obedience. I want to be pleasing God just like it needs to be for our life. Remember, I kind of said this on Sunday, but this is a prayer I prayed many years ago. I prayed a prayer like this and said, if it's of God, come on, I want it all. Come on, God, if it's of you, if it's of God, I want it. We know the Holy Spirit's of God because Jesus said it is. Jesus is the one that promised it and said, when I go, I'm sending. So we can't dispute and say, well, no, it's not. It is. So if it's of God, I want it all. So I can live in obedience with God because when we obey God's word, there's great benefits that will follow in our lives. Come on, I said there's benefits through being obedient and doing what he has asked us to do. And may I remind every one of you tonight not to be deceived into thinking that you have to fully understand something to be obedient to it. You don't have to understand it all. Because with God, we often don't get the full picture. That's called the walk of faith. And that's the struggle many times because faith is, I've got to take a step and I don't know. I don't always know what's next, but I've got to take that step. But that's the obedience, the walk of faith in my life. And that's where the blessings come. Where do the blessings come? Through the step of faith. Through stepping out and trusting God. Because as we trust God, what's His promise? I'll lead you and guide you. So as we take that step and say, God, I just want to be obedient and I want that gift. 
The promise is that God will bless our lives. Here's the second thing that we see. When we pray in tongues, it builds us up on the inside. Man, I like that. It builds you up. It strengthens you. 1 Corinthians 14.4 He who speaks in tongues edifies himself. You know that word edify there literally means this, a house builder. It's a house builder. It's a picture of someone who constructs and makes something. Really, it's a figurative thing to show a confirming in our life. For what? As I begin to pray and the, the Holy Spirit builds me up on the inside, come on, it confirms who I am. Come on, it confirms to me whose I am. And I need to be reminded sometimes whose I am and, and that God is my Father and that He's the one that was with me because the world wants to say you've got to have esteem and self-worth. Listen, my self-worth and esteem doesn't come through me, it comes through Christ. And so I've got to have that inner strength that is inside of me. And the Holy Spirit, listen, wants to be the house builder. Because when you speak in tongues, He's strengthening your inner man. That you can have a God confidence that rises inside of you. It's in, and it's an inner strength that every one of us needs in order to be victorious against the struggles. Because we're going to have troubles. We're going to have faces and, and, and struggles in our life. I meant to bring a Coke bottle in, but this will do. Here's what I want to show you about inner strength. There's something inside of this that is greater than what the pressure I can exert on the outside. So no matter how hard I squeeze and push, come on, it's still maintaining what it is. But you know what happens when I pour the liquid out? All of a sudden, there's no inner strength. And if there's no inner strength, every whim and every problem and every struggle and every bad news and every adversity and every bump in the road and chip in the windshield is going to crush my life. And that's why God says you've got to have that treasure inside of you. So what? Even when you come through troubles and pressing, you're not going to be crushed. You're not going to be destroyed. And, and that's so key. The pressure inside of me has got to be greater than the forces that are opposing me. And that's what the Holy Spirit, when I speak that heavenly language, it builds up and strengthens my inner man. And it strengthens my body. Here's the third thing that we see that when I pray in trunk, tongues, it now releases faith into my heart. Jude 20 says this, but you beloved building yourselves up in the most holy faith as you pray in the Holy Spirit. It's really similar to point number two that it's an inner strength, but now it releases faith. So here's the thought. Are you ready? It takes that strength that's inside of me and now it gives me the confidence to step out, to, to trust, to act on that faith, to be what God has called me to be. Because someone once said this, and I like this, faith is the currency of heaven. And so we, we spend dollars and pounds in England or whatever it is. But faith is the currency of heaven. That's where we need to be building our lives. And so I need the Holy Spirit to increase my faith. That instead of doubting, instead of questioning, I, I'm, I'm remaining sound and sure. I may not have all the answers, but I don't have to fully understand to obey, to follow, to believe, to trust in God. And we need the faith in our lives to move forward and take possession of everything that God has promised us. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says these words, But without faith, it's impossible to please who? God. It's capitalized. For he, me, you, who comes to God. 
must believe that he is. It's got to start there. That's the salvation experience. God, I believe you. I surrender to you. And that God is a rewarder. Come on. He rewards those who diligently seek him. So listen to me. If faith comes when I pray in tongues, the Bible says I need faith to please him. So therefore, man, I thank God for that gift because that gift releases the faith inside of me that I need to live a pleasing life for Him. Now, don't get me wrong. Salvation is the only criteria to make it to heaven. You're going to make it to heaven. So it's not that you don't have faith if you're just saved and you don't have the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit. But I'm telling you right now, there's a, a, a boost, there's a powerhouse, there's a source. Because he said you shall receive power, and that's a dudamous power. Come on, that's like a dynamo. It used to be on a bike, and I'm really showing old school right now. But bikes used to have little lights on them, and how you would do is you'd flip a little wheel onto the side of the big wheel. And as you pedaled, it would turn that small wheel, and that would generate the energy to light the light. Anyone remember bikes like that? Am I showing my age? But what happened when you slowed? down, the light went out. And that's what we've got to be careful in our life because the enemy wants to slow us down so the light will go out. But God wants that faith to be alive in the inner strength that he gives. So that dudamus, that dynamo, that dynamite, you know that, huh? Dynamite power can be evident in our lives. Number four, when you pray in tongues, you pray and walk in God's power. Here it is. Acts 1 verse 8, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. But power for what? Not to be weird, not to be crazy. Power to be a witness. And God says first in Jerusalem, that's where they're at. Come on, you've got to be a witness first in your home. I, I just got to say this, it's not on my notes. Come on, don't try and save the world if your family is screwed up. Come on, start with your family. Start being the example for those around you. Because you want to know how you can impact the people around you? Start asking the people closest to you what they see in your life. Because if you can't be the Christ-like example to those who are close to you, how are you going to reach the world? I believe God called it a hypocrite. Saying one thing and doing another. But Jesus said, notice this, it starts with you. Then it goes to the next step, but it doesn't just stop there because he ends that verse saying, you can touch the whole world. You can touch the whole world. Do you realize now the power that we have through social media, that we can touch the whole world right now? You realize on Periscope tonight, a lot of times we do Periscope, we have people from Russia, Poland, and all over that are tuning in to these services. We're touching people all over this world. And you don't even have to go to foreign shores now to touch people because in your neighborhood, you've got people from all over the world, in your schools, wherever you're at. And God wants us to be a witness. And so when Jesus sends out his disciples with the Great Commission, he wants them to go out and touch the world. You know what he says? That's what I want you to do. But before you go, before you go, wait, because there's something you're going to need. He says, you need to wait so you can be endued with power on high. Luke, Luke 24, 49, he says, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. I like how the NIV says, until you are clothed with power from on high. And that's how important it was to Jesus. He knew the power that was needed for every one of us to fulfill the task at hand. 
And the last time I checked, God's got great things for you to do. I said, God's got great things for you to do. And he wants that power of the Holy Spirit to accompany you so you can be more effective. Come on, you can be effective, but I want to be more effective. And I want to be not just powerful. I want to be more powerful. Come on. I don't want to just be a witness. I want to be a great witness. And what we see in the life of the early apostles, man, they were effective witnesses, weren't they? The Bible says they were beaten for the name of Christ and they left rejoicing that they were found worthy. What? What? That's crazy. No, that's the power of God. That's the power of God. And that's where I want our lives to be. I want our lives to be that effective witness. I want the boldness. Because probably one of the hardest things for most of us to do, you know what it is? To share our faith with other people. Oh, we can talk to them about the weather. We can talk to them about their clothes. We can talk to them about the movies. We can talk to them about everything else. But when it comes to God, we're like, ah. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. To take our faith, witness to other people. Because the last time I checked, let me ask you right now. How many has someone in your circle, I mean touchable around you every day that needs Christ? Every one of us, I'm sure. And if not, then get out of your spiritual cocoon because you need to be touching some people. Come on, we're not fishing in an aquarium. Come on, we're fishing in the ocean. We're fishing in the world for people. But we've got to share our faith. That's someone who needs Christ. That's someone whose blood is on your shoulders and will be required of you if you haven't told them about God. I'm just being kind to you tonight to tell you the truth. God's placed you. I I was around Christian people all day. So what? So you could share like Kumbaya songs and and, and Hosanna albums and all that. That would be great. And and it's no, God's put you in darkness so you can be a greater light. So you can bring hope. We need the Holy Spirit so we can pray and walk in God's power. And last but not least, I'm speaking longer than I wanted to tonight. When we pray in tongues, you are praying with a great effectiveness great effectiveness. Romans 8, 26 and 27, it says, likewise, the spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. For we do not know what to pray as we ought, but the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. I love that. I love that. Have you ever asked the question, what do I pray? Has God ever dropped someone in your spirit and you just knew, man, I need to pray for them? And you just haven't got time or their number to pick up the phone and call them and say, what's up? What can I pray with you about? So what do we do in that situation when we know we should pray, but we don't know what to pray? Many times we hesitate and sometimes we just don't do it. Why? Because I don't know what to pray, God. So sorry, God, if you were to give me all the details, then I could have connected the dots. But you see, that's the Holy Spirit has the answer to that dilemma. You never need to worry about what to pray because when you pray in the Holy Spirit, the Bible says the Holy Spirit makes intercession. In other words, he prays on your behalf. As you send up that prayer, he begins to pray that for you and he begins to pray a prayer that's untainted by us, by our selfishness and our needs and our ignorance many times. But we begin to pray that prayer. So really, when we pray in tongues, listen to me, we are actually praying in accordance to God's will. The best thing you can do every day is pray in tongues. Not all the time, but every day. Because you're making sure at least some of your prayers are hitting the will of God for your life. Amen. Because so many times we're selfish in our prayers. And look at this scripture. I love it. 
1 Corinthians 14.2, it says, For he who speaks in tongues does not speak to men, but to God. You're not speaking to men, you're speaking to God. For no one understands him. However, the Spirit he speaks, or in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. So what we're saying right there, and I'm not taking it out of context, when we pray in the Holy Spirit, we're praying straight to God. We're, we're connecting straight to God. We're, we're, we're getting right through to Him, and that's awesome. But what does He say? The Spirit in the Spirit. We, that's you, we speak in mysteries. And in our mind, a mystery is like a, a suspense movie. Come on, it's like an unsolved problem or a TV show. That's a murder mystery or something. It's a mystery. I don't understand that. That's a mystery to me. That's not what the word here means because in the original Greek, the word mystery means hidden or unrevealed truth. So think about this. When we pray in the spirit, we're praying directly to God and we are praying. Listen to this. We are praying hidden or unrevealed truths. We maybe don't know them. But we're releasing those things that we don't see and things that we don't know right now. We are releasing them because God knows all things. And that's why Jeremiah 333 says, you call on me and answer me and I'll answer you, he says, and I'll show you great and mighty things that you don't know. He says things that may seem out of reach, hidden and unobtainable. God says, as you begin to pray and cry out to me, come on, I'll reveal those hidden and I'll reveal those unrevealed truths so it's more than just a prayer language it's the power that we need to live out our Christian walk and I'm so thankful today that God gives us his Holy Spirit his Holy Spirit his Holy Spirit can we just bow our heads all over this place perhaps Sarah you could come back and if the band wants to come that's cool whoever just use great whatever just keep your heads bowed let them worry about it. We'll just keep praying. Whatever we get is going to be a blessing. But I wonder tonight if the Holy Spirit is dealing with you. I wonder if the Holy Spirit is just dealing with you first to repentance because it's the Spirit of God that draws us to repentance. It's the Spirit of God that enables us to live a saved life. We can repent and ask for forgiveness. Why? Because the Spirit is what's drawing us to see new truth in our life. I believe the Holy Spirit really shows us who we are. And that's how we know we need a Savior. And that's one of His roles. The, the most important role of the Holy Spirit is to bring us to a place of regeneration. What does that mean? To regene us. That we now belong to God. Because we were born of God, but yet all born into sin. Because sin has separated us from God. But we can have that born again experience that now we can be regened back to God and we can be regenerated. I wonder if there's anyone here tonight under the sound of my voice that would just say, Pastor, I need to give my life to Christ. I need to make it right with God. Is there anyone tonight? As every head is bowed and every eye is closed. I just want to get saved. I want to make a fresh dedication to God. Is there anyone tonight? Precious Jesus. Could we just all stand and just keep our heads bowed? Because here's what I feel led to do tonight. Again, I, I just really feel led just to ask people forward who want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. With the evidence of speaking in tongues. And how do we receive that gift? 
any way you receive a gift, you just got to open your arms to embrace it. You got to realize that it's a faith gift. By faith, you've got to receive it. So that means that you've got to allow that spirit just to flow through you. And I know it sounds weird and crazy, but you'll begin to feel it like John says is a river just welling up inside of you. And you just got to begin to open your mouth and begin to speak it. You just got to release it. Sometimes we try to force it so much that we oppose it, where we just got to surrender and yield to it. And so tonight, what obstacles are in our way? Let's remove those so we can receive that gift from God. Come on, I'm just going to invite you. You want the Spirit of God. You want the Holy Spirit in your life. Just begin to come forward right now. Those of you who already have it, just begin wherever you're at. Just begin to exercise that gift. Just begin to just let that go. Just begin to believe right now. Come on, here they come. Here we come. We're just surrendering our lives to God right now. Come on, those of you that want that gift, come on, we're asking God right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, some of our leaders, if we could, some of those who are spirit-filled in the house, come on, let's just begin to pray. We would like to thank you for listening to this message today. We pray that your life has been challenged by what you've heard, but we also know it will be changed as you put God's Word into effect. At Heart Seas Family Life Church, our doors are always open to help. If you need any more information or just a friend to listen, we are here. Call us at 225-274-1607 or email us at pastorp at hflc.us. Remember, put God first in your life and everything you do will prosper. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless.